I started uh Man, I gained 10 pounds eating the red and the green M&M, bro. Yeah. 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 Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and like and subscribe, and tell a friend, and tell a friend about four brothers down here on this YouTube channel. My brothers from another mother, has been a minute. How you been? What's going on? Talk to me, Derek. Hey, what's happening, fellas? Uh, love being back with you guys, man. Really missed you. Trying to bring myself back to life a little bit. Um been really really busy lately uh just reaching out to people just getting myself back together lost three pounds all right um oh, getting ready for the year because i think this is a really uh this is a really great time for 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 bringing in new things you know what i mean the new beginnings so i'm really on a spiritual level just trying to focus on new beginnings so um taking advantage of it losing a little weight getting ready for the summer uh you know um educating myself been starting to read a little bit more you know what i mean getting back in the swing of things um a lot of construction going on in my house right now part of the new new appliances <laughs> new windows and all this other stuff um so i'm surrounded by new i wish i would have got some of that new powerball money because uh apparently uh, they just that's the block for me new york bro i'm listen First place, second place, they not sort of the time. Three tickets got somebody hit another one or third place here for Powerball. I'm like, hold on a second, man. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me hold something. You know, but um, but um, yeah, but you know, but it's but you know, I wish I was part of that. But anyway, life is good, man. I'm I'm back here, uh, back with you guys, man. And um, and let's get it, man. And hello, everybody watching, listening, and uh let's do it, man. So how how how's everything going? Damien, what's going on with you, brother? Talk to me. Yeah, man, it's good to be back. Um, you know, up and down, dealing with some personal stuff I don't want to get into on on the show. But um, y'all looked real comfortable without me last week, so I don't know about that. I gotta I gotta throw some hate during the show <laughs> just to make sure we keep it all comfortable. But um, yeah, I'm doing okay. You lost three pounds. I might have gained three pounds. I was working crazy hours last week uh, with my company, which was good. It was a good experience, in person events and things like that. Um, I'm actually in the process of launching my business. So, you know, we got to do a business shower on the show. I'll talk well, to everybody about it. Anyway, yeah. follow me, Damien Tillman 9. At some point, I'll tell y'all more about it. But just follow me, support, any of that stuff. Um, I'm glad to see y'all. Like, it's, it's good to see friendly, familiar, comfortable faces when you're dealing with times of strife and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been good to see family and just be closer and communicate. So a lot of things that I could say that are going well. You know, but when you're still dealing with like, you know, some scary moments, family issues, it, it, you know, that up and down feeling. But I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm excited. Let's talk about it. Um, and I, and I'm moving into a better place. So, uh, just like Derek, just getting there, right? You know, making the progress, committing to certain things. The three pounds that I probably gained probably ain't all fat. We don't know yet. Yeah, I don't want to take off my shirt and then you know the feed falls out or something. 
you see the belly or the gut pop out, but um, you know, I'm getting there. Uh, how's your week going, Kelvin? Pretty good. First of all, let me just start with saying my proud to be an Air Force uncle shirt, just so it doesn't get misconstrued on here. I know how to screen. <laughs> oh my Don't show God. Pride, shirt. Man. That's pride. the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to make sure everybody understands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm proud of the right things. Um, <laughs> second of all, <laughs> second of all. Oh my well, you know, uh, everything is good. Um, had a chance, those that are in the New York area, we had a chance to experience summer, uh, fall, and winter in one week. So that's been, <laughs> that's been very, very, that's been very, very interesting. 90 degrees last week, about 50 today. But uh, no, everything is good. I, I had this interesting observation uh, today. I'm, I'm driving down the street in Manhattan, and this, this young white male just walks down with his hand cupped like this through the cars. And so I just want to say this. I'm proud of my people because my people, when they solicit for money, play an instrument, sing, hold a door at the check cash place. This brother gonna come with entitlement, even in homelessness, <laughs> gonna come in time. They ain't gonna say nothing. nothing that, and not to have to have the audacity not to even have a cup. So you just go put your hand out. And not say nothing and walk down the cars. I said, my man, my man said, you know, respect this white this regardless. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like yo, my man, you been, you been doing some tricks or something out here or something like that. Time is hard on the boulevard. Hey, <laughs> but but hey, no, right. that, everything is hey. good, man. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the playoffs. Uh, Knicks are in the playoffs. You know, Nets are in the playoffs. Islanders, Rangers are in the playoffs. So it's a, it's a good time for New York. And That's unfortunately, weird. unfortunately, uh, the Knicks got trounced. But right now, they still got the split. So I got to hand it off to the point guard. Uh, the man right now in your program, D, the scroll master flex. What's nah, up, man? You've been, you, you been, you been beating me out, brother. Oh, yeah. Gonna, yeah. But the, those two I got back. last week, D, are under appeal. I, I have those being looked at. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on a pass with scrolls. Now, let me see. No, first of all, I wish people that are feel healing. I really do. I'm going to start right there. But, um, I'm gonna go tomorrow night. Actually, my man, my man, my man hit me up with some tickets. Pops work day. I'm gonna go to check out the Nets game. That should be fun. Um, I'm happy that Jamie, myself, and my man Tim, are uh, pushing each other every day to do exercise. So we either gotta do the two months day, gotta do a set up and some push ups and stuff. So we're doing it real good, man. Oh, Wi Fi is slow. Is my Wi Fi slow to y'all? Yeah, it is. I thought it was yeah. mine. I'm so used to me being the one. Word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. Technical, I'm technical right next technical. to Wi-Fi. Oh, man. Sorry about it's, that. I don't no, know it's, I don't it's, know a it's a scroll overload. If you get backed up with that many <laughs> scrolls, it's just yeah. <laughs> I got a high, It got me a strong signal. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, man. But all right, so I rock with us. I won't talk too long. Yeah, the playoffs is going on. Last episode of Snowfall tonight, and we're going to probably check out early tonight. We're going to watch all before everybody starts talking about it on social media. So tonight we in it five minutes early so we can watch Snowfall. But um, I don't want to talk much because... Hey, Nikisha, what up, sis? Hey, what's Love up, you, girl? What's going on? Yeah, so hey. let's just get into it. Let's get into it because I'm, I'm lagging. I don't want to do as much talking and let you brothers go. All right? So, damn it. So we got here, 85-year-old Kansas City man. The black team at, at Purvis Door. Damn it, can you play the clip for us, please? A homeowner in Kansas City is facing felony charges tonight for shooting a 16-year-old teenager who rang his doorbell 
by mistake. The 84-year-old man now charged with first-degree assault and armed criminal action. It was around 10 p.m. on April 13th when Ralph Yarrow was trying to pick up his younger brothers at their friend's house when he accidentally went to the wrong address about a block away. When he rang the doorbell, Andrew Lester opened fire, hitting Yarrow in the head and the arm. The team managed to run to a nearby home for help. He's now recovering at home after being released from the hospital yesterday. His family, represented by civil rights attorney Ben Crump. The family's number one priority, John, is the health of their 16-year-old child, Ralph, who had everything going for him. He was a musician. He was an honor roll student. He had dreams of going to Texas A&M University and then for simply ringing a doorbell and being profiled, he is shot in the head. Bond is set at $200,000 for the homeowner. The felony assault charge is punishable by up to life in prison. Yeah, he looked like a he looked like a piece of work right there, you know? Yeah, yeah you know. He looked like he, he looked like he owned a couple of black folks right now somewhere he looked like. The worst. I trying to come up at least, damn, something. Word. Damn, yeah. No, nah, this is a good kid, yep. man. This is a good kid by all by all accounts, all reports, this is a really good kid. One of our brightest coming up. Um, you know, small kid, great a great Great uh, honor roll student, as he said. Great GPA. Um, was taking mostly, uh, from what I stand, of uh, college level courses. You know, in school. You know, so um, you know, so it's it's a shame. You know, this guy, this this, this and you that afraid? I I, I have to. I, I I can't even imagine what the what the response would be. You know, that kid didn't look like he was ready to do anything to anybody. I can't even understand it. So, you know, something. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's completely unfortunate, you know. There's so many different ways we could take this: racism, fear of black skin, f fear of black people, all this stuff. It could just be a hateful old idiot. Um, but just the the tragedy in and of itself, you know. I think they also tried to search to see if the young man has a criminal past so they could paint him a certain way. It's oh yeah, it's just a lot of different things that just you know this type of stuff is. It's just heart wrenching and upsetting, and I'm trying my best not to go, you know, Damien. <laughs> I guess start calling people names and screaming on them, but um, you know, because I, I think uh, the fact that he survived is something to just be grateful for, and they need to do everything they can to get rid of that menace and that terrorist um, from that neighborhood. And uh, I don't think his bail is 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 like a, it's one percent of what it should be. Yeah, mm. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm thankful. First of all, that the kid is alive. I thought he was dead. I mean, somebody gets shot in the head, and um, I, I, I mean, you know, you get just so tired oh, of this, this. You get tired of this hatred, man. This is this is. I mean, it's just evil. We just call it what it is, you know. And and racism is just a cancer. It's a it's a it's a virus. It's a it's, it's just plagues. You know, not only the country but but the world and. Um, Derek, even if he wasn't an honor student, even if he wasn't a good kid, you yeah. know, just just walking on sight, none of that matters to them. Seeing that skin, you know, to ring somebody's doorbell, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And you know, there's two sides of it. I feel as a man of faith, I believe in healing and forgiveness. As a human being, I believe. 
the Bloods and Crips, like, like none of y'all can stop by there at all. Like nobody, <laughs> like nobody, like y'all too busy with each other. Like no, can nobody. No, really, I'm saying like all this stuff that we do to each other. Where, where we at now? <laughs> stop by Zimmerman first, and then y'all can't make or, a U-turn to go yeah. over there. Like I don't understand this. Like it's serious. For real, everybody else be you know doing stuff to us, so it's time for that two piece. I'm serious. I'm also on Malcolm yeah. X now, like for real. By any means necessary. For real, chip just, you know, enough is me. enough. You know what I'm saying? The man looked like he died ten years ago, and nobody told him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I'm just saying, no. But, but I just I can't. It's it's it's. And I'm gonna just be honest with you. If that were my nephew or somebody like that, y'all be having a little little. Goodbye, Kelvin sign in this box right here. Talk about what, <laughs> tell, telling them where they can write me at and oh, all that man. stuff like that. What they can put on my books. I'm just tired of it, really. I'm tired of it. Some parents got to sit there, nurse their child back to health because he was going to get his younger siblings and made a mistake yeah. and assume Avenue versus Street or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's again, it's a kid too. And you're absolutely right. And I put money on your books too. So I got you. Word up. Whatever Word I can up, put man. up. I appreciate um, it, brother. And I want to amend my even even my statement because it's not about fear. They're comfortable doing this stuff. If he was afraid, Word he might have called the cops. He was comfortable just saying, if I shoot, it don't matter. Ain't gonna happen. Right. No, ain't nothing gonna no happen. Right. It's, it's no, you know. There's no fear of consequence because I think that's what really will give people a second to think about what whether they should do something like this. And there is no fear in that action. There's no fear in the consequence. Like I can do this because I am who I am and they are who they are. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's and it is it's a terrible thing. And yeah, I really do appreciate people like Nikisha, who I've known for a while, and their comments, and I support it. Because at some point there has to be some consequence for this type of behavior, um, and yeah, yeah, I'm with you though. And to to, to Nared's point, um, why not attempted murder and why a felony assault? Um, attempted murder, I think, and I'm not a lawyer, but it um, there's a there's a there's a component in which intent um, has to be factored in, like he intended to do it. Um, it's it's kind of harder to um, it's it's harder to uh, it's harder to prove. So they mm-hmm. went um, so so um, so the fact that they went felony assault lets me kind of know that they're serious um, and not just putting up you know um, you have to you, like you know what I'm saying not just not just putting up platitudes you know so um, I think that they can probably get them on felony assault you know. So, uh, but attempted murder would be much more difficult. I think they could save a bunch of time and effort in, in court fees. All right, never mind. See, the enemy was trying to use me. Go ahead, uh, D. What was you about to say? <laughs> no, I was, I, was saying, I was just saying, hi, Simone. Let the, let the devil use you, man. <laughs> devil, devil ain't bad sometimes, brother. Well, well, I right, put, put me on. Something. I'll let the devil use me for this moment, real quick. Let me know what you need me to say. I got you. Gotcha. Yeah, let the devil use me. Nah, but, but let's let's pray for this, this family, man, and then and, and justice. Yeah. I mean, there's really no justice. This boy is, there's no reason for this. So there is no justice, but this man needs to be, um, you know, the, 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 I guess remaining five or six months, he looked like he got left, need to be behind bars. And that's just what it is. Yeah. I feel like they should make him bust his head up against brick walls for a couple hours or something. It looks like it already happened though. I can't front. 
like a hobby or something, man. For him, right. dog, just busting. Hopefully, in the head, man. but I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. hear his defense attorney. I just want to hear how how this is. He Look feared like, for his life. You know, as, he. You know, I just got to hear this 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 nonsense. At some point, lawyers got to share some of the responsibility. Like, if you if you willing to do this for money, you should be willing to take some of this some of these uh some half of this life sentence real quick. If you that if you that confident, if you truly believe that he didn't that he was innocent, he's a victim. All right. And then you know you're gonna bring forth the people he know. This guy that he used to own, he said he was the perfect. (laughs) He always treated him well. You know, you you know that's coming. He's gonna be like, Oh, I used to hang out with Donald Trump, but he's never been racist. He's gonna be doing all that type of stuff. You know? Come over oh, here, Jasper. Shit. Tell him how good he was to you. <laughs> oh shit. That's that's the funny shit. That's the funny shit. Oh, let's man. See what we got else for him, man. Let's get into some sport for him. Giovanni Davis, Giovanni Davis and Ryan Garcia agreed to winner make all bets for the this weekend's Right. Jamie, can you play the clip for us, please? Yo, you want to bet? Yeah, let's do it. Whole, I'm down. The whole let's purse. do it. The whole purse. You hear me? That's a bet. Yes, let's bet. You hear me on the live. Let's bet. So everything for sure. that you... So you I, I, I know I'm... Let's go. Let's, let's make a contract. Let's sign it, both of us. Let's do it. Okay, and if you if don't... If you really want it... You sure? Ryan, are you sure? I don't speak twice for myself. You okay. already know. Your boy ate it. Your boy ate it. Think you go. You, your boy ate it. Think you um. You gonna do something? I know. You gonna win? I, know. I am gonna win. Ryan, yesterday on social media, you and uh, Tank were going back and forth, and, and there was talk about, he said, would you bet your purse? You said, yeah, winner take all. Uh, what is the status of that? I just hope that he's not talking about the purse he wears. That's what I'm worried about. We're not talking about that purse you're wearing. We're talking about the whole fight purse. Let's bring it on. In a blink of an eye, it'll be finished. That's what's going to happen April 22nd. In a blink of an eye, it's gone, and everybody will be shocked. Nobody will have anything to say. No words will be spoken. We just have to watch and see. That's what's going to happen April 27th. I like that. All right, Derek, you got to tell me. because I don't. I, I know one of the dudes, but I don't know enough about it. Um, first of all, I don't believe it, but go ahead, uh, break it down. <laughs> I like that boy. Listen, I love this. This is what sells the fight. All right. This is completely now that's some bullshit. It ain't gonna happen, right? right? right. <laughs> but because all what he may be doing is he may be saying, like, there's no way they're gonna get this purse and he lose and hand that shit off to John Vontae T- Davis. And I and I guess I saying that I also uh say who I think is gonna win the fight, you know what I mean? So um he Ryan Garcia is not gonna take that L and hand that purse over to the whole the whole fight money over to Javante. What may happen is if he's got some money in the bank, he may bet maybe his portion of it or something like that. But he's not gonna hand all thing because you got you got people that are in the back, you know, you got trainers and all these other people that need to get paid. You know what I mean? They just not doing that for free. So you're gonna hand their money over too? No, it's not gonna work like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. So we're Who gonna wins see this how, fight? Oh, Javante by knockout. You know what I mean? But I like, but but I like Ryan, man. I like him. 
I really do like him. Uh, his personality is great for boxing. Um, he brings a lot of energy. He got the little Oscar De La Hoya face going. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, now I've, I've only seen him fight, you know, 10 cans up to this point. You know what I mean? But I can't really say that about him because a lot of these guys are fighting 10K. Every, no, none of them are fighting each other. You know what I'm saying? So you could really almost mm. make that same uh you could you could make that same um say you know same thing about all of them. So um so yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I will definitely be tuning in. Um and, and I, I like this guy, man. I really do. I think he's I think he's great for boxing. And we need that little excitement. Now, here's what I've also found out about this um, about this particular fight. This is a really, really, really big fight. This has the potential to be fight of the year. And, and not only in excitement, but also in the money that is gross. And boxing is not dead. If you give the people what they want, if you if you capture the imagination, nothing is better, nothing is bigger than a real marquee yeah. boxing event. You know what I'm saying? And already... Apparently, he's almost Javante. He's he's broken a record of, of Floyd Mayweather's. You know what I'm saying? So with mm. this, you know, um, what record was that? What you talking about? For, for well, it's kind of a you. It's kind of one of those little, you know, kind of really obscure records. But just basically dealing with if you count his age and um okay. and and you know at which he reached this particular goal, um, he's outsold. He you know he's basically had this level of fight before as a headliner before. Floyd Mayweather, like Floyd didn't oh, have this at this stage in his career. At this stage in his career, exactly. You know Gosh. what I'm saying? He didn't get to this stage. Floyd didn't get to this stage until he was like 34 or something like that. You know, or 30 years old, something like, like that. When he fought, uh, he fought Oscar De La Hoya, and then after that, he became the A side and fought Ricky Hatton and became and got to this level of oh. fight. You know what I mean? Where he was just the the face of boxing, making the big money, had the big money fight. Javante's actually and. He's a protege, obviously, of Floyd Mayweather, number one, and he's actually re—he's re taken the blueprint and actually reached that uh, a couple years before Floyd. And he said he's okay. twenty-eight at this point. So, um, it's looking like this guy might mess around and be the face of boxing, man. You know what I'm saying? This is not going to do anything. This is if you—if you're asking who to watch, Devontae Davis, it looks like he's going to be a name to watch in boxing. So okay. let's let's see how it goes. He's an exciting fighter, incredible knockout percentage. Power in both hands, skilled fighter, um, fights off the back foot, comes forward, um, and mixes it up. Got some dog in him, but also some finesse. He's got the whole package. Um, short little guy, you know, he's like a little mini Tyson almost, you know. So he's uh, mm. he's he's um he's 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 got he's got some he's got some nice skills. Very skilled, very exciting fighter. So um so check it out, man. And that's this Saturday. That's the Saturday, yeah. Yeah, I have a quick question. So you were talking about boxing not being dead, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's for anybody, even in the comments. Um, do you think this might be something that could potentially revive boxing where winner take all type fights? Where I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe you're maybe you have a baseline, and then there's like a two hundred thousand dollar whoever wins gets that money. You know what I mean? Like some type yeah. of everybody gonna get their whatever, and then you got money on the floor, you know what I mean? And you knock somebody out, you get to walk out with that bag right there. Listen, I, I think more people will watch, but how, do you think something like that could bring excitement back to boxing? Yeah, definitely could. I don't know if it's I don't you know I I don't know how feasible it is, but anything's possible in the contract. You know what I'm saying? But listen, man, somebody gonna mess around, and get shot, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you you walking in there after you put all of these months and weeks 
of uh of preparation and people put their because remember if you're a trainer or even a cut man if but especially a trainer when you're training for this this is all you're doing you know what i'm saying it's not like you training another fighter you got other irons in the you know irons on the fire you know what i'm saying this is what you're doing you can mess around and this dude says well i can't pay you because i bet all your money or you know what i'm saying right. <laughs> or javon no it's not gonna work yeah so, nobody works for free regardless they're not gonna roll yeah no I, I didn't mean they work for free i just yeah, mean I know what you're saying like you know after yeah. you get paid somebody yeah, take but, the lion's share of it yeah but, but yeah, um nah i, I just think it, you know first of all everybody know unfortunately boxing has always had a problem being corrupt i mean just so many you know so many promoters and things like that and so um and they don't have Derek. because i'm right a true commission right so it's like you you always have these these uh things that you say at press conferences just to make people watch just to try to sell a fight you know he to me looks like too much of a pretty boy to, to try to go to the, the street route the chest to chest i'm a i'm a you know whatever that's not believable from him so i would go with the i'll bet you everything type situation you know what i'm saying because he, he looked like uh, he had a pop band or something like that that don't mean he can't fight but it just sure, looked yeah. like you, nobody would believe the whole now what's up you know what i'm saying so that orchestration wouldn't work so let's go with the i'm gonna sit there in a car with a seatbelt on on live and bet you you know what i'm saying so if that's what it is then go with that boxing to me he's still dead it's still dead. The first hey. thing would be cool if it was two superstar boxes. This guy's Garcia. Nobody knows him. Oh, he no. Oh, contraire. No, sir. No, sir. He's big on social media. Ask so here's the thing. Exactly. Here's the thing. Hey, no, let, me, let me finish. Let me get my thought. Okay. Let me get my thing off. He's still unknown. When you had, when the two stars fought back in the day, everybody knew Hearns was. Everybody knew who Sugar Ray was, right? That don't happen anymore. This guy, he's on social media. Yeah, he's cool. But look, if I ask anybody's in the text, He's, nobody know him that's like they know him like that. So well, you gotta, the thing is, for, for me, now just real, real quick, I was more excited seeing the dude, his uh, tanks uh, man in the back, more excited getting the money. So we about to get paid. How are we getting paid? <laughs> he, he's <laughs> helping to promote. You know, he's the he um. We getting paid. He's the he's he. I think his he just he's the he biggest person on Twitch or something like that. So he's probably helping promoting. They're probably exactly. paying oh, him right. to bring exactly. them on to the live to help to promote. Gotcha. Exactly. So gotcha. you have to understand, like, there's a whole social media co uh, component now to promotions, um, which wasn't there in the Tommy Hearns, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard days, where uh, the eyeballs, there were more eyeballs in a very concentrated place. There was television. There was no social media. So if you wanted to relax and get some images and entertain yourself with it and find out what was going on in the world, what was going on in your block. Uh, everything was very centralized. You had to go to one place. And now it's very diluted. You know what I mean? It's it, We're all in a concentration of, you know, we're all in a, in a conflict and, and fighting for eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? So I, know, I don't can't know. do it anymore. You put a million dollars on the table right now, I can't name anybody. But you know, the, you know what boxing needs? Boxing <laughs> needs the star that non-boxing fans know. Right. That's what boxing need. Non NFL Ryan, star exactly. fans. Ryan, exactly. Ryan Garcia. Those people are now social media players. It's why Jake Paul can, can come out and just, you know, and does does yeah, a number. He's the white he, boy. He, yeah, and the right. other thing that you know it needs, Derek. Social media star. You need guy. the crown jewel of the sport again. I can't tell you who heavyweight right. champion is. Right. That well, that used to be well, the crown jewel. We need like you need a heavyweight. That that used to be the division. Yeah. That I, you know, what I'm saying, and so I know you love boxing, but, and I, but, I love it when it's here good. Here but... thing. Even even when you have the crown jewel heavyweight, you have Floyd still fought. He just said De La Hoya. Floyd fought Ricky Hatton. Floyd fought um, what's the other motherfucker? The Filipino dude. Pacquiao. Um, uh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao. 
He fought all the name. He fought um my man with the flat. Like, was his, his wife took up all that money. Um, the black dude that married the Asian girl. I think his name. Light light eye dude, motherfucker. He should have been an R&B singer. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> fucking name. Yeah, I was looking at his face in line. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I can't think of the name. Oh, oh, right. Mosley. Mosley. Yeah, Those yeah. were the stars. The stars for the stars. The stars they were they were stars because they were on the last. They had the last bit of that old uh, media, that old traditional media uh, wave, where all the information was centralized, and you had to go to one place. Now that you know what I'm saying, that's so the people that even the people that they were allowed to fight. You know, we, we were educated when you turned on, you know, um, whatever. You had commentators, you had sport commentators, you had the, the series. They they told you who these people were. You know what and I'm saying? You got educated. If you, if, but if it's harder to do that now. we have access to these guys now, if we have access, they should be everywhere. You, they Thanks. are. They are. They are. But your, <laughs> but they are. But your attention is split now, sir. So what happens it's is, so now, I'm no, a your attention dude. is split. But your, it doesn't matter. Your attention, even your attention is split. How many, how many, how many different channels do you watch? You, you watch the Knicks, right? So how many different? Where do you get your Knicks, your Knicks uh, news from? And how many different, how many different platforms? How many different channels do you now use to get your Knicks news? At, at least a dozen at this point. You know so you know what it is with me, Derek. You know? All I'm hearing is then why don't I hear... we know Garcia all his access? I should hear about him. Be- you, I don't hear about again, him again. Again, if you were if you were box if you were a boxing fan, like really into it, yeah, you would be seeing them all the same way. You well, you need to see that's the point. Now, they need the non-boxing. That's what they got to do. They got to promote it outside the sports. That's the way to. That's the way to go. Because I know everything about UFC, and I don't even watch it. Because you, no, you just everywhere. Actually, actually, UFC has one thing that current boxing doesn't have it's it's structure centralized ufc is one promotion that's the only promotion there is gotcha. all right boxing has top rank they have pbc they got match room they got all these different promotions all right and they all and every time every time that um there's a fight that needs to happen there are all these contracts um negotiations that need to happen so as a result pbc guys only get to fight pbc guys because it's more centralized so it's easier but when they try to go on and fight a top rank guy then it's a re- it's 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 a problem yeah. because now you have to split you have to split the, the pot among two promotions so you don't get it until you get a manny pacquiao Floyd Mayweather, where the money is undeniable, that's the only mm. time you get to see the fight. You know what I'm saying? But if you're into boxing and you're just like like me, I'm, again, it, it's hard being a boxing fan. I get it. You know what I'm, I really, I really do get it. ESPN is top rank. Fox Sports is PBC. Uh, Match Room is the Zone. You got all these different, you know, networks and everything that you watch, and they and and, and very rarely do those fighters, uh, you know, fight. You, does one network fighter get to fight another network? Imagine if UFC had uh, two other um, competing uh, uh, promotions. You know, what I mean, that was on the same level as UFC. You, you, you know, you your your attention would be split as well. But now UFC is basically the NFL of of uh, of uh, mixed martial arts. You know, what I mean, it's the main thing. Eventually, what's going to happen in boxing is there has to be one. That you know, what I mean, there has to be one promotion that becomes dominant. And kind of pushes the other ones out out the way, you know what I mean. And then at that point, boxing will become more, uh, you know, will, you know, will be more accessible to the average viewer. But until then, uh, you just kind of have this thing where you know each 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 individual uh, contract, each in the, each fight is its own separate uh, negotiation. It's kind of like if the NFL, if imagine if the Jets 
had to enter negotiation, had to enter contracts to fight the Patriots every single game. You know what I'm saying? That's what it would be like. You know what I mean? We would give them that work. All right. Yeah. It's just, that's what you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, what so. USC, they did some dumb shit real quick. They had these 40-year-old motherfuckers fighting these 20-year-old dudes. And these young boys are whipping their ass last week. Stop that shit. That's, that's like me going out there and fighting a 22-year-old full of muscles and skills and 50 fucking <laughs> years old. That shit was horrible, man. Like, God damn, that shit was horrible, man. I, I ain't like that shit. Well, I don't well, like gimmicks at all. No. Yeah, man. Well, let me see. Well, here's some... I don't know. Let me stop. Stephen A. Smith says he does not believe Donald Trump is a racist. Jamie, play the clip for us, please. I knew Trump before I, I, Yeah, you used to talk to him. You ever talked to him used, No, I don't. I, used, I knew Trump before he ran for the presidency. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. He was a huge sports fan. He used to throw a lot of events um, at, 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 you know, at, at his casinos and stuff like that. And I genuinely liked him. I didn't know who this guy was running for president. Um, I think he's changed. But I will tell you this. I think when people call him racist and stuff like that, I've never thought of Trump that way. It's not, he's not against black people. He's against all things not named Trump. <laughs> There's a difference. That's some coony shit there. Somebody get your boy. Well, didn't Trump not allow his black people in his building? Like, some shit was going on with the controversy in his building? Yeah. Right? His grandfather was a racist. Uh, uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry, guys. Is, is, Is Stephen A. Smith a groupie? He's a pick me. Is he trying to, you know? Oh, I knew him back then. We used to hang out. Like, is he like the person who was like, yo, I was on Jordan's uh, middle school team. I used to pass him the ball when he shot his fadeaway. You know, is he that type <laughs> well, of dude? Well, you know what it is? is I think this is this is the problem. I think, first of all, I don't necessarily think it's good to answer unsolicited <laughs> questions because the man didn't ask him about that. Now, I will say this. Those of us that have been around New York for a long time, right? Yeah. The person that you see running for president and all that stuff like that is a caricature of what we used to see. Like, if you look at old interviews before The Apprentice, (laughs) (laughs) before The Apprentice, we didn't see that. There's an interview he did with Barbara Walters. This dude was just a, a, like a businessman type, whatever. And this thing that became The Apprentice and then this, whatever he is now, you saw it differently. You know what I'm saying? I don't defend uh, people as far as racism and stuff like that because I can't. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that. Like he jumped out and he defends that he's not that. You can't defend that because you don't know <laughs> no, what the man is to him. You see what I'm saying? So he could Steve be that way to you. That. Well, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't I couldn't we do sick? that. Because I've seen I've seen the Central Park five situation. Right? That was before the apprentice, right? Right. Way before that was back during the time. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, because... he, right, that's what I'm saying. So he jumps out the window and jumps on that. You can't defend that. You know you what I'm cannot. saying? You can't defend it. That's what I'm saying. So but Stephen A. Smith will stuff. do it if his daddy's asked him to. Oh, that sounds oh, yeah. maybe I'm going he's out. A, Let me check. He's, he's, he's a company, chill. he's a company man. Like, yo, you gotta think about it. He just said Trump maybe company bedwinch. Hold on. That's good. Is that a better wow. phrase? He didn't want to have he didn't want to have black you be he wanted Jewish you only want it. He, he only back, wanted baby. Jewish law. He only wanted Jewish accountants, right? He didn't want no black people doing the book. Like, come on, jerking black uh, uh, contractors. All kind of shit with this dude, man. Yeah, right. yeah. 
had a dude we went to college with this guy named JB. Uh, uh, he was a he's a bitch ass dude. He's a big dumb. Company. Shout out to Show Soon. So soon, what up, baby? Remind me, you remind me of Stephen A. Smith. But anyhow, we got a solid brother coming on here tonight, man. It's my man, my brother from another mother, my frat brother, man. We're gonna talk some politics, two things with my man, Karan Allen. Jamie, bring Karan in, please. What up, man? What up, man? What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on, man? What's up, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Damien, this is my first time on with you here, brother man. What's going on? I've watched you on the show. Um, we did no, you were on during the, the Black History Month. Remember? Were you on that? it? With with Dr. So. Barron was on it too. Mario was on it too. We worked on that whole th- it was Juneteenth. It was a Juneteenth one, I believe. Okay. But we might not yeah, we might have been talking, but on. yeah. Yeah, as a co-host, yeah, this is the first time. How you been, man? It's been too long. I like the background. I'm a little jealous of the plant. I'm about to go get one of my plants and put them in there just so we could, you know, <laughs> stay on stay on your level. You got colors and stuff. My joint, mad yeah, gray, look, look regular. This, this is the nook where I study and then also come and do Let's Chop It Up. So I always got to have nice. a background looking, you know, you good and Afrocentric and natural. I respect it. That's I respect up. it. So, yo, so, Karan, we just talking about Donald Trump, man. What do you think about this segment? What are you hearing locally? Um, but I, I did hear part of the discussion. And just jumping back to uh, Stephen A. Smith defending, uh, <laughs> you know, Donald Trump not being a racist. Damien did mention it. Uh, I immediately went to him taking out um, front page ads and all of the major newspapers uh, calling for the death penalty with the thing around what is now known the exonerated five, but at the time, the Central Park five, um, Mm. those brothers did not do it. Um, You know, all of the the evidence acquitted them, you know, and he put out this ad up to now has not apologized, not retracted, not moved back from that position, you know? So um, they say hit dogs will holler. I think that's uh, about as racist as you can be, you know, historically. Um, but, you know, there's there's a bunch of other things we could point to with that. So that was just on my head. But this whole, this whole thing around um, uh, Trump's indictment, what am I hearing locally? Um, you know, in, in the community, um, you know, folks just kind of like bring, bring up, they bring up Trump, Trump almost as like an afterthought or the butt of a joke or, um, yeah, you, you you know, did you hear about your boy? Yeah, I heard about well, who you talking about. <laughs> and, and then come to find out they, they're talking about uh, Trump and this situation. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like the whole thing around his indictment plays into, yes, he should be indicted. Uh, for those who are not too familiar, um, long story short, uh, Trump had uh, sexual relations with uh, a porn star. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Um, and in order to, to to get her to keep quiet about it, he paid 130K. Um, he didn't pay it directly because he's uh, a little bit more sly than that. Uh, he paid uh, he paid her by way of his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, um, and he was reimbursing him uh, for, uh, uh, for the payment in 35K payments uh, monthly, uh, which the Trump organization classified as like legal expenses, uh, which violated like state law. So that's why he was indicted. Um, 
He wasn't indicted because he supported the January 6th, you know, insurrection. Uh, he wasn't indicted because he's a racist or anything like that. So this indictment indictment is like a, you know, a byproduct. But, you know, locally, people are hoping that this is uh, the final nail in the coffin, that this puts him away. Um, and, you know, with that hope, you know, I don't think folks fully understand white supremacy and how it works and, and how it defends and does not go go down without a fight. Um, and even when it's dead, it's still fighting. You know, there's been so many cases and issues uh, where white men, you can't believe they still get work. You know, you can't believe mm -hmm. uh, they're still in leadership positions. You can't believe that they're still they're still doing better than me. And look at all of the things that that, that they've done. You know, so, um, you know, in just thinking about what we were going to talk about, I wanted to make sure that I had all of the information around like Trump's legal stuff. Um, and this indictment is one thing, you know, there's four other criminal inquiries that are mm -hmm. pending against him right now, you know, and I could list them. I, I have them up on my notes, um, if you need it or want it. But at the end of the day, you got all of this against him. This dude is still running for president, you know, with, with no problem. If any, White man can fail up. White man fail up, boy. Fail up? <laughs> he's failing up better than anybody. You back, know, back. he's still running for president. He has probably brought in, I haven't looked at his campaign coffers, but he's probably brought in so much money because his thing on all of this is that it's a winch, uh, it's a witch hunt. You know, the Joe Biden's media, the liberal media, they're all after me. They're all after me. You know, you got to donate. So uh, donate towards my legal fees, which <laughs> probably ain't going to be used for legal fees. You know, like all of this <laughs> has been like the, and he's been a master propagandist where he takes any press, bad press, good press, and turns it into something. We can't do that. You know, all of us, our last names are important. Our first names are important as well. That, that, that's, that's all we got. You know, the, the Trump name has evolved and continued to stand the test of time because they're going to protect their greatest example of, of, of white supremacy, of capitalism by way of him. So, um, you know, in terms of what people are saying on the ground, it's, it's a butt of a joke, but it really goes back to the fact that this dude seems to be invincible. But what we're really seeing is white supremacy live and direct and strong and in our face. Mm. Uh, Karan, let me ask you a question just uh, to kind of get a little more localized with New York politics in particular. Um, and I know you are in New York, you're in Brooklyn. Karan, these guns in this city, this is what we used to look at like Chicago. Um, we're seeing it, I mean, every day now. I mean, it's so blatant and it's so, I mean, what do we, what do you, what do you think the plan is to try to get, you know, eradicate some of this crime that's going on? Because I mean, I know post pandemic, we thought there was going to be like a wave or a surge, which it was, but now it seems like it is just normalized right now, especially in our city, which we used to have the most strict gun laws in the country, um, but it seems like it's to no avail. So what are your thoughts on the, the way uh, every day in a smoke shop, people just, I mean, people blowing people head off on camera with no mask. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so when it comes to, to gun violence, is there, there's so many different angles to it. Um, one of the things that I don't hear from folks in quote unquote power um, 
when we get, uh, you know, bombarded with the media, with all of the shootings, and yes, there is, um, it, it, some folks are becoming desensitized to it, absolutely. Um, on the other side of that, the bombardment of it, um, what that does for folks like Eric Adams, who take this as an opportunity to balloon the police budget, you know, to a totally different capacity um, and not really get at the core of the issue. Um, I've heard this from my mentor, <laughs> Councilman Charles Barron, several times, and I'm going to just spit it for y'all. Nobody, I repeat, nobody says, you know what? I'm going to go rob this place, shoot somebody, take what they got because there's not enough police on the streets. Nobody says that. You know what? They really don't got a handle on these jails. You know what? So I'm going to make sure I rob somebody and go in there so that they can do something about these jails to make it better. Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody does that. When people are robbing, shooting, killing, there's several several factors and, and like that are at the root of that. At the root of it is because there is a need, there's a want, and this seems to be the only outlet that they might have. So you don't hear anybody on the state level, on the federal level, on the city level talking about let's do a multi-billion dollar anti-poverty program. Let's eradicate people not having funds, money for anything. Let's make sure to secure them because this is what the government can, should, and and should be doing. I think it's, um, and you know, in terms of just the, the various numbers, the, the the amount of money that's been sent to Ukraine could have solved the, the poverty crisis in New York City several times over. And I believe it's it's well over 80, $87 billion now. Wow. You know, um, when we think about that, so <clears throat> NYCHA, just as an example, NYCHA is in a $40 billion hole. They've been saying for years, it it's going to take $40 billion for us to get up to speed, for you know all the elevators to be working, for all of the work that needs to be done. The federal government has historically cut Section 9 year after year after year after year after year. And which is finding money or printing money and sending it to the Ukraine. Every time they seem to have a session, they're sending more money. So on the city, state, and federal level, nobody's taking poverty as serious as it should be. We could have solved this already. Yes, there would probably still be some robberies. You know, some folks will still have guns. Maybe a few folks will be shot. But if we take that seriously, think about it. The hood looks dramatically different when we're investing in, in poverty, right? And then on the other side of it, mental health is probably at a, a fever pitch right now in the city. And look, I, I don't know if y'all take the train, y'all walk down the street. Uh, damn, you, you've got to walk down the street nowadays. You turn on the TV, you see it everywhere. There's folks whose screws are slack, straight up. And that's how, <laughs> that's how my grandfather would say it. Slack <laughs> screws, people with slack screws everywhere. And, you know, what are we collectively doing about that? I'm no mental health professional. There's plenty of people in that field. It's one of the most grossly underfunded. So this goes back to that uh, rallying call in the in the summer of 2020 
when everybody changed their um their hiatuses and hide all the diversity and, and inclusion and equity officers, you know, were all for it. They they felt okay with saying defund the police. And what went back, just going back to the statement, that only meant take funds out of the grossly overfunded police budget, which in this city, it is $11 billion. They'll trick you and say it's only $5.5 billion. It's $11 billion when you factor in pensions, overtime, and all the other things. So it's an $11 billion police budget. When you take funds away from that and put it towards social services, mental health, poverty, we start to make an impact in the long-term lifeblood of this city, of the state, and eventually the nation. But we don't do that. When we hear there's an uptick in crime, we add more officers. And I, I ain't gonna hold you. I've been taking the train as of late. Officers on the trains, in the trains, they on their phone more than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not necessarily making that sort of impact. Go ahead, Demar. My bad. No, one place they ain't is, is this place I want to get gentrified. I know me, you pro black. I need one spot to be gentrified. That's Sufton Boulevard and Archer. They, I need the good old white folks to come over there, put some scone shops up, get a doggy park. All that white people shit, I need that shit to go to Sufton and Archer. It's horrible. I need gentrification now. I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, I, I'm sorry. I just have to ask this one before I forget this. The asylum seekers. Now they just asked for everybody to cut city agencies by 4% with the budget so we can take care of the asylum seekers. And then the asylum seekers will have had to move out of the hotel to like some place in Brooklyn, and they said they want to go. Now, Karan, the enemy is trying to use me. I don't want them to use me. Okay, so so let me get it straight. So you you just came here on the bus and you fled your country, and then you don't prefer to go to those cots. So before the enemy uses me, I want I want you, if it was me, if it was me, you don't have to go to Brooklyn. You get on this plane and you going right back. Never mind. I see the enemy. He, he used me just a little bit. But Karan, yeah, finish your sentence. Me. Finish no, your sentence. No, because I don't want Because then y'all gonna say I'm foul. So, so Karan. Foul for being yeah. honest. We support you. We we are proud to support you, sir. All right, you going back over that wall. See now, the only thing is this: we just came back. I just came back from Mexico. My wife is over there. She over there. She's a masufo. She's a masufo over there at the at the resort we stay in. So right now, she I'm giving her information to study for the test. But um, um, Karan, <laughs> what do you think about that? I guess very similar to the Ukraine with money being spent in all these different places. But now we have to pick up the tab on this. Right, right. So, you know, it's, on that, you know, I've talked to a lot of community members about it, and it's a mixed bag. You know, the, the route that, that you were going down, a lot of community members feel that way. And I, 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 I understand it completely. So, check. We have historically had a, a homelessness crisis, you know, it, throughout, the, throughout New York City. And with that, it's been, eh, you know... They'll get it together. You know, folks will eventually get out of the shelter. You know, are, are y'all familiar with the 90-day requirement of residing in the shelter? 
So before you get uh, sent, sent out, I think so. I think there's a program if you do. Yeah. Right, I'm familiar. So you have to reside 90 days in a shelter before you essentially are. All right, look, you're going to get a voucher and you could go look for an apartment, you know, and that's really how it goes. So you have to reside 90 days consecutively. You can't miss a night, you know, so like you, you I, I believe I'm saying curfew because I, I don't know what the exact terminology is, but. You have to be in by a certain time, you know, uh, when they do their, their checks. I think they do it like twice a night. And ironically, I I know a friend of mine who's going through, through something like this right now. So this is like live and direct. So there's like two checks in the night to make sure that you're there. Like the first check, I think, is at 11, he told me. And the other one is at like two in the morning. Um, So these are experiences that folks are going through that 90 day requirement. And historically it's been this way. Oh yeah. Folks will, folk, you know, some people will say, Oh, people are lazy, et cetera, et cetera. Why? So that's that. And these are people who's been here. That that's what it is. Um, so ever since last year in the spring of 2022, there's been busloads of migrants who have been uh, shipped up to New York and various other places throughout the country. Uh, as of today, there's been over 55,000 migrants that have been bused to New York City. Now, I'm giving you numbers for a reason. If I'm not mistaken, New York City's uh, population in the shelters was uh, 60K. Uh, so think about that. You know, and this is this is the 55K is not all at once, but it's in waves and pieces. You know, so as of right now, I believe there's 35K that have actually stayed, 35,000 that have actually stayed and is, is a part of the, the cycle right now to get housing, to get jobs. And, you know, your, your question is timely because you know how uh, Eric Adams is buddy-buddy with, um, you know, uh, President Joe Biden. Uh, he actually today said... Look, Joe Biden, the White House, federal government has not done enough for New York City on the migrant crisis. You know, but I'm I'm with you in terms of your face there. Like, wow, he said that? Yeah, he said that. Um, you know why he said that? Because he is caught in a pinch right now. He's battling for uh, funds all around. The mayor is powerful, but he is broke. And what I mean by that is, he don't pass that budget. There's a $102 billion budget that city council members have to pass. The big factor or albatross within it is the migrants. You know, it, it, it is all of the migrants that are that are in the city. Now, I, speaking to community members, some community members bring forth what you brought up, Kelvin, you know, in terms of, look, our people have been in these shelters, haven't been getting assistance, Migrants are coming here. They're getting put up in hotels. They live in, they live in better than us. You know, and then you have that that sort of like local fight against that. Now, I'm of the thinking that we have to help everybody that we can. Not because I said so, because that's what New York City has claimed itself to be. We are a sanctuary city. As in, if you if things ain't working out for you, where you at, you come to New York City, you're going to be taken care of. But what I don't think should happen is that 
our people who've been struggling for years and years and years to be skipped over or left behind throughout the process of helping migrants who are being brought here. I don't think that should happen whatsoever. And if we have a $102 billion budget, there has to be a way for certain tweaks to be made in certain processes. That 90-day requirement seems like it's a bit much. And it seemed like it was a bit much before for other folks to help them to just look for housing, knowing how hard it is in the city already. You know, so it's a mixed bag. There's a lot of work to be done on it. The mayor telling the agencies to cut three and four percent is BS. Cut the police budget. He basically so big, quick contradiction. He called for all of these cuts. The next day, the PBA received uh, a, a contract, a contract that was overdue. But they signed a deal on a contract to essentially back pay all the officers who've been working without a contract since 2017 um, and to also give them a raise. Now, to me, that's very contradictory. You're crying broke. The city's broke. We got to Everybody has to, you know, tighten up their belts. And then this happens. Everyone should have a contract. Don't get me wrong. But if we're in fiscal straits, how the hell do we do that? Yeah. Well, they could take those migrants, they could go to something in Archer and clean the streets to set up this gentrification I am calling for. Gotta get rid of these. The the king of queens. Go ahead, Demond. They gotta get rid of them, man. I'm telling you, man. They're messing up queens, man. (laughs) Them fentanyl junkies over there and all that crazy shit, yo, man. Anyhow, man. Uh Abortion rights, man. Like, you know, New York City, I know they said they're gonna help women out still to be able to get I think we bought New York State bought 150,000 pills or some 50,000 prescriptions. I don't know what's up there. So, what, what do you think? What's the what's the what's the activism around this the abortion rights in, in this pill in New York? In New York. So y'all know I beat up the state all the time. Um, <laughs> I beat up the state, the city, the federal government. But on this one, you know, all of the the reading that I've done, New York State has done extremely well, um, and they've done extremely well in that. Everything that I've read and come across, uh, the state is doing not everything that it can, but doing way in, in comparison to even, you know, states that are nearby, like Pennsylvania. New York State has probably the most protections. Uh, there's, uh, I read an article about a, uh, a young lady. She find out found out um, that her you know, what would have been her child has a rare defective condition that would make life extremely difficult. Um, She's in Louisiana um, and she wanted to get an abortion. And after a certain amount of weeks in neighboring states where she would want to look to get an abortion, she couldn't. So like, you know, Georgia, for example, in Georgia, after six weeks, you can't get an abortion, you know, she came all the way, traveled over 1,300 miles to New York's um, New York City to get an abortion. Um, when I looked at you know the data around the organizations like Planned Parenthood who are doing some of this work, uh, they're experiencing you know some of the biggest jumps in out-of-state uh, folks that are coming in because New York State has the uh, interstate shield law 
which provides, um, you know, protects the providers that provide out of uh, pro provides abortions for out of state residents. Um, and there's organizations I'm trying to find the names right now that uh, oh New York uh, Abortion Access Fund and the Bridge Bridge Alliance, uh, Bridge Alliance uh, they actually assist folks who are out of state with getting access to abortions. Um, so long story short, having to travel um, logistically, that can be a lot. Uh, some people would just be, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to, to navigate that. These organizations actually work with individuals who reach out. They have a hotline um, that folks can call. Um, so this is for all the listeners out there. You know anybody in a jam who really needs an abortion and they're not in a protected state, they can reach out to these organizations. They will help them logistically plan their flight, train, bus, uh, so that they can get safe and uh, healthy, healthy abortions. Um, so in short, these organizations, you know, at, at this point, you know, last year was something different. This year, they're like maxed out. You know, so the city budget, because um, right now the city is going through its budget process and the state, um, the state still hasn't passed their budget, y'all. Uh, it was due April 1st uh, and April 10th, they had to pass an extended bill so that folks throughout the state can still get paid. Um, it's due tomorrow. Um, that's the, 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 the following deadline. It looks like there might be another extender. Who knows? But uh, the city and going through its budget process right now has allocated a million dollars, uh, a million more dollars to these organizations to split, I think, um, so that they can continue this sort of work um, abortion wise. So there's um, I, I don't have the links for the organizations, but it's New York Abortion Access Fund. That website will kind of give you a little bit of everything uh, when you look them up uh, to essentially know what's happening in the state. The state is actually really good on it, uh, but they don't pass the laws federally. So, and they're also not on the Supreme Court. So, there's a battle there. Is there anything in that in those budgets that say they're gonna help out with gentrification on Sufton Boulevard? <laughs> so, in I'm glad that you keep bringing that up. When we talk about gentrification, right? Um, let me tell you how it happens. Okay. Um, so. On the city level, your council members, they essentially vote on local land use projects, right? So everybody's familiar with the term affordable housing. We're building affordable housing. It's going to be affordable, affordable, affordable. But the question we always ask as folks who are extremely skeptical of when people say certain things, you know, we ask affordable to who? You know, who's that going to be affordable to, right? So their affordability is lost behind walls of numbers. When they say affordable housing, they're using something called the AMI. I've talked about this on here, the area median income. And they're not just talking about the AMI of your neighborhood. They're talking about the AMI, the area median income of the New York metropolitan area, which includes Long Island. Um, and if you're familiar <laughs> with Long Island, I know DeMond loves Long Island. Love there's it. some folks that make a lot of money out in Long Island. A lot so of money. Yeah. when they talk about area median income, 
and they pull that in. I think the area median income for a family of three might be approaching a hundred K. Um, you know, it might be approaching a hundred K. So when we think about our communities, that it, a lot of us ain't got it like that. You know, just speaking locally, right here in East New York, for a family of three, the area median income is 36K. That's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. You know, so when they come with their affordable housing projects and the, your local council member can't count or doesn't know their own neighborhood AMI and they vote yes on projects, demand you will get your gentrification quick, fast, and in a hurry. They will be on uh, Sefton Boulevard the way you want yeah. them. Just <laughs> look for a good lot that city owned. Trust me, you'll have it. All right. I wish I, I man. No, I'm just playing. Like it just, I just wish they clean up the area. <laughs> I know you are. I just, I was really clean up the area. I, I love the the good mom and pop shops. I want people to make their money, pass those businesses down to their family members and everything like that. But man, we gotta do something about this. It's just too many hanging out. Yeah. You know the natives. The natives. Karan, so anything else you want to chop it up? Like anything else you want to discuss? And I, I don't know. Hopefully, you're running for mayor. And uh, was that twenty? What, what year are we gonna run for mayor? Twenty twenty. Five? No, 20, 2026, right? What would it be? 25. Uh, 25 no. would be for mayor, right? Mayoral years is odd year, so I think it's 25. 25. Yeah, because the yeah. president's the year before, yeah. Yeah, so 25. Come on, so, come on, in terms of just like some general information, uh, y'all know every time I come on here, I'm like always giving y'all warnings and trying to give you the political climate right now. Locally, um, so all council members, all 51 of them, New York City Council, are running for re-election right now. They're running for re-election because, y'all remember the census in 2020? Yes. The census, after all those numbers are tabulated, the next year they start to work on new maps for representation, which is called redistricting. All of the redistricting had been taking place in 2021 and 2022. In 2021, it was uh, in 2021, they were working on uh, some city city council maps, federal maps, um, and all of those were kind of being drawn and then eventually voted on. Um, where we are right now with the city council is that the maps were voted on, I think, at the end of last year. So all city council members have new maps. And because they all have new maps, they all have to run again. So all of those big races in 2021, when there was this record spending and all of that, that's happening again, but in every neighborhood throughout the five boroughs. So it is wild right now in terms of the way things are politically. Depending on where you live, you'll see some things. Some things might be competitive. Um, some things may not. Uh, but everybody's running. So be you know, take everything with a grain of salt when you see your local uh, representative finally showing up to a meeting. You know, you know, take that with a grain of salt. When you see them seeming like they're, they're really listening to what you're saying versus, you know, I, you know, I got to go to my next meeting like that, that sort of thing. You know, all of that is a is a part of the culture, not saying it's a bad thing. It's a part of the culture. Look, I'm running. I'm going to be more available, going to be more in your face, et cetera, et cetera. But I want you all to be very, very wary of that. And, Demond, where you live, 
the speaker of the city council is your local council member. Adam. Um, Yep, Adrian Adams. Adrian she Adams. is the local. She's the the speaker of the city council. Um, never call me back, man. I'm sure she hasn't. Nobody from um, the office ever called me back. Which is wild. Which is wild. Um, and if you want, I could call them tomorrow. You know, get it. I, I don't need them. Going to the white man. <laughs> <laughs> get him, Damien. Damien, get him. Damien, come on, Damien. I support Demond and all his actions. <laughs> oh, what did they do to Damien? Rubber stamping, rubber stamping. <laughs> but yep. oh, they try to put Rochdale. Damn, man, how they go? Wow. Hold on. Wow. Wow. complex in half. So, so people don't understand. Rochdale's a big complex, Majority second largest co-op in the United States. In the United States, right? Wow. So it's, it's mostly black, right? Most black folks uh, lived in, owned, or whatever, and they trying to split that. It, wow, the building. That is, that's Look, weird. So there's a, there's a lot of battles around redistricting. Just so y'all know, a lot of people don't take the lines and say, "Oh, that's good." You know, there's there's always fights. I feel like there was one in Queens as well, where uh, there is a couple of demographics. Well, there's I forget um, the term, but there's a that's wild twenty k. Um, but you know, there's a a, a community. I think is. Indo-Caribbeans, I'm I'm not I'm not sure, or it might be uh, Bengali, not sure. Demand will you know fact check that for me. But <laughs> essentially, the community they have enough people where they should have a representative, and they've historically been cut into like four districts, which is like insane. So they never you know they never essentially get a representative. So let's think about that in terms of historical terms. Um, the the seat that Adam Clayton Powell won on the federal level when he became uh, a congressman was a seat after redistricting. They it was um I forget how it was presented, but essentially it was like all of the black uh, communities in Harlem or neighborhoods within Harlem shouldn't be cut up. It should be its own district, and that's something that the federal government has a responsibility to do. In terms of okay, yes, there's enough of you. You should have representation, and the lines are should reflect that, which is how we get that black district, which which is which was um, it was succeeded by Charlie Rangel, and then uh, now Espelot, because the demographics are changing. There's more um, Latinx brothers and sisters in, in that district. So that's actually a fight that happened along the city council lines. Last thing I read, it was caught up in the courts, but clearly it hasn't stopped anything <laughs> right now. So read that. What? Yeah, he said, y'all need new representatives like those two Soul Train dancers who got kicked out of the Tennessee legislature. <laughs> yo, yo, they, everybody got jokes. <laughs> yo, they was, can, yo, that's funny, man. Can you bring Sean is up the right, right way? Because people who are listening, you know, don't know this. She said, um, I'm in Rochdale and they tried to split our complex in half with redistricting. 20,000 people. I just wanted to just say that for people listening, you know, yeah, yeah. On, mm. you know, on, on the audio cast. Yeah. So, yo, but that, that, but um, those guys are funny too, man. Because I saw like, what they do try to sound like Martin Luther King too much for me. He's like, yeah. hey, the one with the afro, hey, come on, Alan, how you doing, my brother? Like, I think that's on, Pearson. You know, yeah. So Ain't no, no relation. <laughs> I like the brother, but no relation, no relation, no relation. Historically, you know what what I get from when he speaks, and I get I, I completely get that too. 
what I what I think about, you know, there's a lot of regional differences with with black folk and uh, specifically depending on where you're from, who you've studied, what church you went to. That's going to be your speaking style, especially when you become an elected official. So that's what I chalked it up to, Demar. <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing with the young brother. You know, I like to crack a little joke. I know you do, black man. I know you do. I like the young brother. I'm glad they stood for something, man. Like, you know, they didn't they didn't cause no insurrection. Nobody got harmed. It was voiceful. They get they they was there for the people. Mm-hmm. And the white folks was like, nah, we're gonna get rid of you two niggas and keep the white chick. Yeah, you know <laughs> ironically, you know, and this, I'll draw this last parallel in terms of just like what, what happens underneath the table. So what happened to them was like overt. That's like an overt stifling of representative power, right? But, and that that was Republican to Democrat, right? Now, in a city and state like ours, where majority of everybody's Democrats, usually you're going to be punished by a Democrat. They're not going to tell you that, um, they, they're not going to vote you out of your, your, your seat. That would be too much for them. But what they'll do is... They'll try to mess with you. They'll isolate you. They won't make you a committee chair. They won't uh, support your projects and programming. They'll try to like almost blacklist you, which is the same thing. They'll support opposition in your neighborhood, give them funding. That is the same thing as it's not you've been voted out of a seat or anything like that, but it makes you an ineffective representative for your folks by design. And just a couple years ago, when they could do it, speakers would give, um, uh, like, council members who supported them more money for projects in their neighborhoods than they would for other council members. Luckily enough, that's mm-hmm. been changed. But there's so many things like that that happen. So as much as we're like, oh, the Republicans is wilding, the Democrats are wilding too. They're doing some of that on the most covert level, and we won't even know it. Yeah, like Damien said, Chad was saying they get white balled, or basically they what they say in the military, we like neutralize them, and then, so then they, they just sitting there. It's like you know, done. Like you walk in there, like you got a you got a job, you wear a shirt and tie, you come in every day, but you can't do shit, mm-hmm. right? They, they right. Just, you know, they box you in, you know, and, that, and that's it. And it's like, not today, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you. You know, you know what they say. You know they saying it. I'm just saying it out Absolutely. loud. They, you know they saying that shit. They, they want to say that shit on national TV. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Read Nikisha. Yeah, thing. Nikisha says, "Can you explain how certain ethnic groups can open up convenience stores, smoke shops, and other small businesses in our neighborhoods?" Yo, facts on that gentrification. Not, yeah. not put that in the plan. Get rid of goddamn. I don't need another Zaza spot. God, there's more <laughs> Zaza spot than bodegas and Kennedy fried chickens. Then have you seen the the Zaza on Pennsylvania and East New York? Bruh. Yo, it's lit up like a chandelier, man. It is Facts. so bright. Facts. And Facts. I wish it's I like knew going to, It's like going it. to a casino in a desk. Yeah. And it's just, just mad light. Like, Zaza! <laughs> They're <laughs> everywhere. And so I'll, I'll tell you one quick story about the smoke shops. Because Nikisha, unfortunately, I don't have the answer to that. But I know that it's going to take some level of organizing that we've, we haven't seen in a long time to shut these places down. And to make sure that they don't come back. Aren't a lot of them so, illegal? A lot of them huh? are illegal. A lot of them are not legal. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of right. them are not legal. Yeah. The mayor is only promising that, you know, we have a task force and we have to go with the sheriff's office to shut them down. Blah, 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 blah. It's taking too long. And w- one thing I can say 
is that it's not only happening in the hood. I've nah, been it's everywhere. All parts of the city. The places, I'm like, how can they afford the rent here? But they did. You know, these smoke shops are everywhere. Uh, yeah. But one of the things that we did, um, this was like a, a demo I led in 2020, 2020 or 2021. Uh, there was a smoke shop that opened up across the street from middle school in the neighborhood. 2021. Um, I think it was 2021 you did it. 2021, yeah. It was some of the wildest thing that you ever seen. Like literally you can see the school entrance and then right across the street is the smoke shop. Don't make no sense. When you look at the smoke shop, they got bongs and all kinds of stuff that look like playthings yep. for the middle school students and elementary school students that go to school across the street. Makes no sense. We just straight up, I think um one of the businesses on the strip like, kind of like told them like, bro, what you're doing, this doesn't make any sense. You need to shut this down. Uh, he ignored him. The guy called me. I called other folks, put out a flyer. We went there, two days to shut it down. And that was the, the end of it. Now, most people don't know this. A uh, couple months went by and they opened back up. And it wasn't the same shop, completely different awning. I don't know if it's different owners, but they, they do stuff like this where you know they change the, the complete complexion of everything. It opened back up. And I'm almost certain that because of what we did months ago, that they it, it, it wasn't able to be viable and it shut down again without us having to demonstrate. So what I think it's going to take is some longstanding community organizing, good old-fashioned stuff that used to come out of the church. I'm complaining about the church a lot lately, y'all. The, the organizer used to come from the church and the church is not doing enough. So it's going to be on us. Some good old fashioned organizing to get these places shut down and out of our neighborhoods. Nikisha, let's do something. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then they get those loans. So sometimes they get, I don't know where they get these loans. Sometimes they get them from their own country. They come over with these lines of credit and stuff like that, too. So that's, Don't make no that's, sense. that's a whole nother ball game how they get those loans in their own country, man. Demond, you so, want to give them a loan to come to Queens so they could help? Nah, with I'm trying to get rid of the Zaza. Spot than me now. I got I got two right here. Like, come on, man. I'm I want all gentrification in these kind of spots. Gone. I need scone. <laughs> I need scones, dog walk, flip flops, bike bike um, trails. That's what I need now. I don't need none of the other stuff. Stop. You need the, the barefoot walking Stop. trails where people you know who saying? like to walk around barefoot every day I mean, they can exactly. just come outside. Exactly. And I want them to tell me to turn down my music. You need to trade it. You need to trade it, Joe's, bro. You need to trade a Joe's. Trade a Joe's. That's what you need right there. Whole Foods. Give me, give me a Whole Foods store. Whole, whole Foods to sell me some bad, from Apple bad Chinese store. products. Some, <laughs> some bad, some bad fruit, some some fake fish. I need Whole Foods. Yeah, thank you, Whole Foods. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, Demond. No, no, I don't. I really don't want this shit. But I do want the Zaza spot, and I want something in Austin <laughs> Boulevard. They get you you want a Cracker Barrel? That's what you want. You want a Cracker Barrel? Just say. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Lean off cracker. I could go out the garage. Don't talk about them good white folks. So. Ron, one of one of my friends from one of my friends from the Caribbean just texted and asked if you're from the Caribbean. Yeah, absolutely. Trinidad. His last name is Aline. Yeah. I was yeah, that, I was that, that, born that, up here, but both of my parents, Trinidad. Okay. I heard about the carnival. Oh, that's different. Karan's the only brother from Trinidad that don't have that voice that sound like black leprechaun. Oh my god, they got high pitched voices, man. We have no high pitched voice. Like, hello, how to tell me the morning? 
Karan got the boy. Yo, man, Ron Allen. You need yo, to talk to my father. One of my best friends. One of my best friends from Trinidad. He don't talk like this. None of his family do. And <laughs> I hope he's not watching, yo, because he's going to be like, yo, what's up with your boy? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, your wife, your son, man. Hope you have a good night, brother. Anytime. Let's, when, are you going to run for mayor, though? Come on, man. Talk. Uh, mayor, no. Like I keep telling y'all, we're, we're one of these local seats, man. And, you know, it, my time is coming. But I'm doing uh, the, They keep rigging the seats, bro. They keep rigging the seats. Look. I, maybe I'll make the announcement here again. Some, some, of opponent, some of your opponents, some of your opponents, some of your opponents I haven't seen in a while. They come by, they need me, and then they they, they haven't I haven't seen what peak. But that's another subject. You know how they do, man. <laughs> they was blowing my phone up before. Anyhow, man, I love you, brother, man. Take it easy, man. You have a good night. All right. All right. Love y'all too. Appreciate y'all. Y'all are family. Uh, thank you for always having yeah. me on and allowing me to, you know express some of these things that are bouncing around in here so that uh, all of us can collectively be educated. This is the, the barbershop, you know, that is virtual without hair dropping all over the floor and wiping your <laughs> lip and all that. This is, this is that. Um, and I appreciate the therapy that y'all provide for me. Uh, and it's reciprocal watching y'all. So thank you. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Thank you man. I ain't got no success. hair falling from the floor, but I, I feel that though. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no hair on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my brother. Peace, brother. All right, peace, bro. Peace. Oh, man. Always feel a little smarter. That's a dope dope brother, man. Always feel a few IQ points higher, man, every time he get off, man. Oh, my God. It's like the remember the old game where you move the little pieces around and it's one that stay open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at it. Look at this. Yeah, man. That's that's Jamie back there doing the thing, but not our producer. He don't know. He all he sees is dark skin and light skin, so he just keep moving. (laughs) Oh, there you go. See? Dang, woman, quick. <laughs> God damn! Son. I didn't even say that. I didn't even get a sentence out. Oh man! Oh but my now, God! Karan, like Derek said, Karan always make you feel like damn, a little small, a little bit more knowledgeable, knowledgeable than yeah. before. And you know, that was a good talk, man. And, and um, local the elections are starting back up in June. Everybody knows not not November. You have elections in June, people. I think June yeah. June twenty sixth, maybe in New York City. I think another. I'm not sure. But anyhow, yeah. my bro- oh my God, what should you say? Hold on, what did you just say? How come everyone is from Trinidad, never Tobago? <laughs> Yo, if you ask the Trinidadian that, the comment, the response is going to be wild. I'm going to just leave it at that. Yo. that. I'm not from Trinidad. Uh, said from Trinidad. For people who don't know, Karan's pro- on the private day says, grandfather's from Tobago. Y'all never met oh. nobody from Tobago, yo. I don't think I ever met anybody from Tobago either. My grandfather's from Tobago. What? Yeah. I, I never met nobody from Tobago, bro. I've been in New York all my life. and only, I never met. Yeah. Well, uh, descendant right here. What, so we, what's, the, you're, what's, the, so what's the short word for Tobago? Because, you, you know, Trini is Trini. Trinidad is he's Trini. So what do you say for Tobago? Toby? Well, Oh my god, there's always a lot of combining. So, like, you said, Toby, to, to, to you know what I'm saying? It's not really a short. I actually know the answer to that, too. And I'm, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. This was unexpected, but I, I like I like what Sam is doing in the back, you know, with, with all these messages at the bottom. I thought only Damien could trigger them, though. 
<laughs> so what are they called? Tobogi? What's it called? Tobagonians. Tobagonians. Mm-hmm. Tobagonians. It doesn't roll. It doesn't, it doesn't roll. roll. That's why you got to say you're from Trinidad. It doesn't roll. Yeah. I think if you're from Tobago, roll. you still got to claim Trinidad. I yeah, fact. fact. Absolutely. The islands are, <laughs> are reflections of one another. Yeah, I, yeah, what, yeah. I, what I like to think about uh, Tobago, Tobago is more natural. And it's when you think about the legacy of enslavement, Tobago, it's more of, um, when you look at um, Tobagonians, they look a certain way. And if you could just not humor me in what I'm saying, but you know when it's like, uh, these folks look Nigerian, that sort of thing. Or like, I I I think with the Haitians, they say they look uh, like they're from Benin. There's that sort of like preservation of, oh, these folks look like these folks on the continent in oh, in Tobago, you know. So that's that's one of those things that would I'm I'm also still like seeking out, um, you know, in terms of that history. But that's a story for another day. Listen, back in the day, the best woman I used to date was from Trinidad, bro. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> had a good time back in the day. Was long coming, no comment. <laughs> You know what this means? He got he got to catch Damien with them scrolls. He's behind. He's behind. He only got thirty five minutes left. I only said like fifteen words this whole show. I, I love that three times. I, I love Calypso. <laughs> Fuck reggae music. Love Calypso. <laughs> Where's the scroll? Just straight up. Let's go. Let's get started. I see what it is. They they whiteballing me on the show. I'll tell y'all right now. Nah, nah, nah. Draymond Green on them. Nah, Calypso's better. You be in the Jamaican party, be on the wall. Scene. You know what I'm saying? They whining, they're having a good time and shit. Party white party and shit. Make it should be screwed face, man. Oh, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Anyway, Karam, I'm sorry, man. We ain't hold you up, man. We're Brad. You good? Jackson, 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 Jackson. Who is Jackson? Y'all are hilarious. And clearly, the viewers are hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I know. Facts, facts. That's my man, Jelly, man. Always hold me down. All right, Karam, go ahead, man. We hold you back. We pulled you back in. Peace. Damn, take us to commercial, brother. Orchard Blue Counseling Services, or known as OBS, is a private mental health practice based in Southeast Queens, New York. OBS's founder and holistic psychotherapist, Serene Prince, is a Queens native with Caribbean roots. Serene is committed to providing culturally competent holistic psychotherapy to diverse communities while curating a safe healing space for black and brown people with compassion and awareness of their total being. As experts in children and teens, we have curated a mental health and wellness community where children are heard, guided in developing a healthy self-esteem, supported in strengthening their inherited resilience, and learn skills to manage their emotions to develop positive relationships with parents, adults, and their peers. Orchard Blue Counseling Services is designed to help children and adults discover their inner healer as we take the journey with our clients to work towards self-acceptance, self-love, 
and resilience to manage life's uncertainties and embrace its wonders. Our private practice extends to providing consultant services for personal life transitions and business development, parenting guidance and support, and clinical supervision for mental health students and therapists. And be sure to book our founder, Serene Prince, as your next holistic speaker, offering your audience a life-changing experience. Now that you have taken the first step to learning about us, we invite you to walk towards a healing and progressive life with Orchard Blue Counseling Services. Contact us for your free consultation where applicable. Email or call us at info at orchardbluecounseling.com or area code 516-200-1174. You can also connect with us at our website and social media pages, orchardbluecounseling.com or on Instagram at orchardbluecounseling.com underscore counseling SBCS or Facebook at Orchard Blue Counseling. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? If you like what you've seen from the four brothers here, give us a thumbs up, like and subscribe to the channel so you can stay notified when we go live and post new content. Thank you for the support. Yo, yo, what up? What up? So let's get it going because we're getting kind of late. The snowfall tonight. Anyhow, these bloggers are really upset and discusses controversy over Netflix. Jada Pinkett Smith making Cleopatra black. Jamie, play the clip for us, please. Netflix is making Cleopatra black. Take a look at this trailer. Imagine how to have curly hair like me and a similar skin color. I remember my grandmother saying to me, I don't care what they tell you in school, Cleopatra was black. She has become an icon. Queen of kings. Her story resonates with every woman. Cleopatra was Greek. When you look up sculptures of Cleopatra, not looking like a, a black person to me. Even if you look up her siblings, come on now. Homeboy ain't black. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but he's not. How much do you pity black people that you're going to do this to them? Like, just make a movie about a black person if you want to cast a black actress in it. Find a historical black woman, make the biopic about her, and then hire a black actress to do it. Don't go, okay, well, let's take Cleopatra and then just switch her out for a black person because, what, you couldn't possibly think of another black person to make a movie about? I don't understand. If you're a black person watching this happen, you should feel like they think you're dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, could I could I at least say this? Using her logic, Jesus wasn't black either. Because if you look at them sculptures and them pictures, he wasn't black at all. He had some straight blonde hair, some brown hair. He was nice, fair skinned white, out of skin man. Um, if you use her logic, which obviously isn't sound, but one thing that I do believe is a fact that I could say is that Cleopatra was born in Egypt. Now that doesn't necessarily classify her as anything right we're not doing that but knowing she was born in the northern part of africa usually has some ties to some assumptions that can be made right and the last one would be she's not black right right you would you you would assume a bunch of other things before making that one your go-to jump jump the gun 
get on camera and start spouting nonsense, right? I, in my opinion, right? What do y'all think? Well, I think if you're gonna she be black, if the she, person speaking was she. Let me shut up. Right, that's that what I'm saying. Black. So, in other words, if 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 you don't know historically and you're just adding up connecting dots, then you can't be so definitive as she was. And that was the the issue there, you know. And um, I don't know if she's one of Candace Owens' underlings or something like that, but it just gave me those type of vibes. Like, you know, like like what are you angry about? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, things have so many stories historically have been whitewashed. It's just the bottom line. It's just the reality of it. And so for her to feel have kind of like this defiant, you know, audacity that someone would would perceive it like that. You know, you, historically, people do not want to give us credit for things. So the fact that they're actually making a movie and they're making a person uh, as a, a person of color that, that probably speaks volumes, which, you know, is is rare because usually people do everything. I mean, the, the role of Cleopatra was played by Elizabeth Taylor at one point, you know. And so I don't know <laughs> if there was a, there was outrage about that. You know, same thing with like like Charleston Heston. Charleston Heston. You know, it's just yeah. it's just what it is. This longstanding relationship with Hollywood, and now you got younger people who who really really are just so matter of fact with things um, to have this this claim of um, uh, historical certainty. I think uh, is actually gets on my nerves actually so yeah. that's my, my two cents on it yeah it must be nice man speaking to sean is a comment though they always there's always been this uh thing where they always try to separate egypt from africa and i think that's probably just another you know point of that you know yeah she says yeah they swear egypt is not in africa yeah but that's always been you know the goal to separate egypt from africa for some strange reason so can I ask a question? Even the the term, and this is just a question. I'm not trying to jump out on any theories, but the term Middle East, where where did that term come from? Who decided it? Where because is no Middle West. Right. Like what why why did that term just come to fruition? Right? Why did it why was it brought up? Why was it made a public thing? Why was it spread everywhere? Did the people from that area who originate from that area decide to call themselves that? And if no. they did, why? No, it was all considered part of Africa at one point. You know, the Middle East. That, yeah. To my knowledge, right? Yeah. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. I, at least yeah. I don't. At least I feel like I read something that made sense, and you you confirming that with me? Because right now, I think I'm not black. You know, <laughs> I, listen to this woman. You know, she might she might be on to something. Uh, I be Caucasian. <laughs> right? Can I get a bank loan? I'm with it. I'm trying to gentrify <laughs> too. A hundred point bump in my credit score, perhaps. Right. I'm. I'm. Starting, I'm jumping credit. in the cracker barrels now. I'm well, just, you just. Just say what you identify as. That's all. <laughs> okay. What's your pronoun? Uh. Uh. I would maybe consider myself. What 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 what's the term that they do when they approve your loan? What is it? Whatever that term is, I need that to be my pronouns. Approved, pre-approved, safe bet. Call me that. Uh, I thought they called that white. Okay. <laughs> what did Sean say there, man? He said the same person that separated Africa to different countries. Uh, he didn't want unity. Mm. Facts. My man Sean, man, what's good, brother? Doing, man. How you doing, good brother? Yeah, man. So real quick, let's jump into some relationship stuff, man. Let's get this going here, man. Why a lot of women don't like most men? Jamie, play the clip for us, please. 
you high. Okay. <laughs> Unrelated note, Jackson Holmes is Patrick Mahomes' brother. Well, that's a thug motherfucker there, boy. Not thug, Thank but- you for educating me because I didn't know who that was. I was just smiling and I was going to figure it out uh, <laughs> later after the show. See, so you know how you- we do. Brad should have told us who he was so he got the joke because now we understand because that motherfucker think he's Patrick Mahomes in the street. <laughs> he's a, he's a, I thought he was man. mixing Lamar Jackson with Patrick Mahomes. That's what I thought the <laughs> reference was. Right. That's, I, right. that's what I thought. Oh, my no, God. Jamie, Jamie's confusing me because I thought... I saw, all right. I mean, we'll talk about this later on. You told me to change it. The, the double standard between men and women doesn't does exist. Does it exist? Uh-oh. Can you play that clip for me? I don't even know why it's a debatable thing if a woman wants to wait to have sex with a man. I saw a few brothers saying that if a woman wants to withhold sex, then the brother should withhold his money and not pay for any dates. And honestly, yes, brother, don't pay for that date. As a matter of fact, let's just scrap the whole date, just scrap the whole idea. Because I've learned everything I needed to know. That some of these brothers equate like a $50 salmon dinner to the worth of my body. I'm not a sex worker. If you want that, just go get it. Just leave me alone. And the reality is double standards between men and women exist. The fact that men could have a high body count, but we're not supposed to, is a double standard that works in men's favor. The fact that men are the ones who are supposed to protect and provide works in our favor. Like, let's not be delusional. We talk about how we want better for our people and our communities and how the family should be the focus. But as soon as I say something that might inconvenience the brothers from getting what they want, then we're against that all of a sudden. I don't know why we act like our community wouldn't be in a better position as a whole if we were more choosy. I like that. Yes. I support. I follow this this person on multiple platforms, this woman, and I really do appreciate her messages. And I try to share them with people when I can, because I think she has a perspective that is consistent and on point. And I do respect the fact that she um, can agree to the truth of most to these this this men, women relationship debates that's been extremely popular for like the last let's say five years it's been like one of the most popular things on the internet um but yeah thoughts yeah i i I, go i'm sorry go ahead Derek. no i'm just saying maybe the first date shouldn't be a 50 salmon dinner for maybe it should just be coffee (laughs) maybe it should just be a conversation in the park get to know one another you know and you know and see where it goes from there you can't know. post the park on the gram, but it ain't come out the same. But I think, yeah, right. <laughs> I think the problem, I think the problem is this. I think from both sides, we just operate too much on leverage, and I think that is something that has gotten in the way. You know, even the the way things are assigned, um, you know, provide and protect or whatever. You, you know, it, we operate on that, so it does things don't happen organically. This, like I said, maybe months ago, and someone got offended by it. This is the worst most contentious time I've seen between the two genders. It's, it's just, it's, it's like anything you see online, it is just, you got men that have podcasts that's just designed to like, right, kind of the, the Kevin Samuels, where it's just yeah. like we want revenge on how we've been treated for years and I we want Kevin, to Kevin, that. And, and light and this, that, and the third. <laughs> and then you have women that are saying the same thing. Then you have these guys that's out here trying to find gold diggers. Then you try, It's just so much stuff. I don't know what happened, why it's so difficult now. It's, it just seems so so difficult, you know? And I don't know that the guy, and I don't, I, I think what the guys are saying in that regard is not necessarily that she's a sex worker. I think some guys kind of feel like you get exploited. 
you know, and oh, yeah, I don't no think it, I don't think right. it, you know. I think some guys are trying to say, right. "Listen, you know, you can you can ask things of me, and then if I want something like that, then you know." And so she's saying, "What you want is actually physical, physical, but what I want, she's not saying this part, but what I want is is actually tangible, you know, as far as materials are concerned." So I think that's where the wedge comes in. You know what I mean? I think some guys are afraid of being taken advantage of. You know, well, I mean. See- I, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, I almost cut you off. Please finish. I apologize. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't mind that. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. So I do think there is an expectation of men and an expectation of women, but then I think women have an expectation of men, and it's based in that what uh, double standard works in women's favor, as well as men have an expectation of generally speaking of what works in men's favor right so the clash is to me that those things are always going to be at odds because like you said leverage right everybody's trying to get what they can out of the situation but i think at the end of the day it's it there has been that throughout the history of time when it comes to men and women i think now there's more legal there's there's more ways in which this battle can be fought publicly and then there's more um vocalization of these issues and i think in the long run and and i really i really try to bring it back to this it's it's the fact that right now the cost of living is so high that most men cannot afford to be the sole breadwinner in in the in the country and that eliminates one of the main you know protect and provide thing you basically rendered that almost impossible for most men and I think that, and that's not a women thing. That's a societal, that's business exploitation, that's low wages. All of these things play a, a strong role in it. And nobody's talking about that. There's just this back and forth, butting of the heads when when what's happening around men and women, I think is creating this potential disdain. And then the cost to go to a restaurant, you know, even a movie theater right now, what, 15, 16, 17 bucks to go see a movie and most movies trash now too. So, you know what I mean? But I don't like think that's my bad. I don't think guys mind that. Guys, are, guys will always, you know, go above and beyond for for a woman that they're interested in. In my estimation, but I think her point is, or I think the point most guys make is, you'll hear, listen, I don't want to get physical. I don't want whatever. You know, we need to get to know each other. We need to whatever like that. By the way, um, could you help me with my car note? By the way, whatever like that. We're close <laughs> enough for that. We're close enough to help with Rick. We're close enough for you to buy a Louis Vuitton bag for somebody. We're close enough for those things. But the other stuff like that, I think we just need some time to get to know each other. And that's what I think the guy's point is. So I think his point is like, you know what? Let's let's just go down the middle until we actually know each other. You know what I mean? And that's what I think that's where the, the problem lies. Now, I would agree with you. I think that's fair. If if a woman is okay with going down the middle and with a guy, then I think that shows a certain level of interest and a certain level of commitment to seeing where this thing could go. If it's and it, and I think it stems from if it's automatically an issue. If somebody even asks you a question, to me that's a red flag. Like to just say, "Hey, what do you think about that?" Oh, I don't do that. It's like, well, if it I've been on dating apps before and I see a lot of, I don't like this. I don't do that. I'm not went to this. I need this. And it's like, oh, okay. I hope you find that, but I'm not going to be that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, and it's just a choice and, and I'm okay with saying no, thank you. And being okay with like, uh, just focusing on people that I think would make sense for my life and my interests and the things I want to do in my life. Um, 
But I think that a lot of people don't spend the time to try to get to know anyone. They're, they're looking to move into the relationship phase. And it's like, how do you get into a relationship with anybody you don't know? Like that, that doesn't make sense to me as a human being. Like, I don't like stranger danger was a phrase at one point. So why are you trying to be in a relationship with a stranger anyway? You just looking to get to discover something that you ain't going to like. There's a generation of people that was raised to exploit people. And I think, and y'all not going to like this. You're not going to like this. Humanity? I think, yes. I think well, I, I think the, <laughs> yes. the way, I think, no, because I think the way media has portrayed certain things, I think pop culture has portrayed things. For instance, so if you grew up listening to rap and watching rap, rap videos, right, the guy had the money, had the resources, had the cars, had the jewelry. That always drew the females, you you know, this one had the stilettos and the this, that, and the third around. So people just look, and that's how we're marketed. This guy, I think I buy this $70,000, $80,000 car, then these girls are going to come flocking. These girls are thinking, well, if he got that car, then he could afford this or that and the third. And you know what he wants? In exchange, he wants this. He wants this aesthetics. He wants this look. You want this woman that's bad on your arm. You want So she starts to learn that at an early age. At eighth and ninth grade, guys paying attention to her, stuff like that, then it starts to just grow from there. But God forbid you get aunts or something that tell you, hey, listen, make sure you go to the highest bidder type situation. And guys got uncles and stuff giving them horrible information as well. So by the time you start to socialize, you had aunts. Don't trust her. Because all she's trying to do is use you for your money and don't do this, that. And that's it. Start that way. Yeah, for for a couple a couple of uh, shows ago, I had said something similar where I was like, you know, and I'm repeating real quick. You know where women tell their, you know, parents tell their children, oh, don't trust women that they only after young men. Don't trust that she only after your money. They tell young women, don't date nobody unless he can provide for you, unless he can, he got a good and job. He only want one thing. Right. So it's yeah, it's that phrasing. But honestly, to speak to what you were speaking about, um, to your point. You, I don't know of a time where that wasn't true, where the men who looked a certain way, was a certain height, was able to hunt and gather better than other people, had some money, had some utility, weren't the most sought after. I think that has been a thing throughout history. So I, even before I think, rap, man. even before music, that's always been a thing. The difference, I think, was when marriage was in play. When marriage was in play, I think there was more of a value for a guy that was a provider. I think I think you look at my grandfather or somebody like that. My grandmother, as long as he could provide, my grandmother was home taking care of the house and this, that, and the third. There was no other alternatives. This person was the guy, and, and my grandfather was was five foot six or something like that. But, you know what I'm saying? And drove a truck and then, he had no degree. But back then there was a dowry, right? Well, not maybe not back then, but that was a big part of marriage. What was the dowry? What were we exchanging? What was the value you were going to bring to get? But that was a part (laughs) of the marriage system. It was a clear historical part of the marriage system, right? Yeah. And also what you just said is as long as he could provide. And one of the things I just mentioned was that it's not very likely that a like one man can earn enough to provide now because the cost of living is so but high. But Damien, they don't care about, they don't care about provision. Spoonifa don't care about that. I can't tell you what other people care about. I can't tell you what other people care about. All I can say is that the cost of living is this high and people are not, the wages have not caught up. So if, if you say required. men could provide at one point, it's less likely now than it's ever been at any point in history. No. So that does play a role. I'm not saying it's the only factor. No. I'm just saying it plays a role. There, there are other ways to provide. We, we, we're we concentrating on money, how much money you make and all of that. And yes, that is a huge part of it in 
you know, the, the way the world is built right now. But there are other ways to provide as well and to protect and, you know, and to provide security for men. Well, essentially, when you say provide, you're talking about providing security, you know what I mean, and making a woman feel secure. So there, you can do that with other ways other than just money. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make her, you have to make her mind feel secure. You have to make her heart feel secure. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, obviously the money helps. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have a nice big fancy house, and she can show off to her friends and all of that. And obviously, if you can pay for fifty dollars salmon dinners off the off, you know, in the beginning, leads to that. But you know, you still That's have for two people, huh? That's well, for two you know, people ain't getting it. I was going according to what the, what the brother did. You know what I'm saying? She you know, must be down saying. in Mississippi. Yeah, maybe. But I'm saying, though, listen, brother, listen. I'm trying to tell you, man. Joking, you know, if, hey, you, if you, you got you got to get your mind together. You got to you got to you got to address her mind, her mental state before you do any of that. Man. No, I'm you tired. Of, this is the chick I'm tired of. I don't care about the chick with the date. I'm tired of the chick that come up to tell you I used to have threesomes, but I don't do that no more. No, no, yeah. no, no. I, I that's the trick I want. I want. To, I want to marry you because like you used to do that, right? Or I, I, I or I used to take it in all three holes. No, I don't do it anymore. There that's we go. The and there we thank go. you, Demond. Hey, we, I was, I we had that conversation, Demond. I know we had that conversation, and that's a yes. No, continue. I'm I sorry. Would, Please I, continue. I would, I would spend that money then. Like you know, what I'm saying like yo, I'm doing like oh, okay, you need to worry her. I, I, I top you up in the car on the way to the place. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm spending the money. Then yeah, you're gonna get the hundred dollars crab now and everything. You know what I'm saying? That's but they ain't like that anymore. And, and you'll get a ring. So why <laughs> did my question would be why become basic for the person you love and want to spend the rest of your life with? Same thing with dudes. Don't like be in the gym, do look walking around like this, and then when you get her, you 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 turn sloppy that, and soggy, and now you're that, like, Well, I got oh, it now. Human, it's that, like why that's why human, that's human nature. That's human nature. Well, I'm trans. What am I now? I'm a pre-approved, so I'm not human anymore. I'm, I'm already I'm beyond that. I'm beyond or the that. Guy, or, the guy, or the guy that used to, I used to go on trips and I used to dress up or, and they stopped shaving and looking nice and neat. I don't do that no more. I'm trying to get these people my money. Don't do that to women either. But don't leave right. to me. Any woman that tell me they used to have that freaking them, they get to me and they tell me, nah, I want to go to church and, and praise Jesus. No. You, when you get on your knees, get on your knees with me too. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Jesus. Yo, run, it, run it back. Run it back. Run that back. Madonna song like a prayer or something Look like that. My that. man, man came through with a clutch. He a clutch performer. Yo. Just in the last five minutes, my man yeah. came through. Yo, <laughs> yeah, we gonna call you De'Aaron Fox because he was voted most clutch, right? <laughs> yo, yo. Any, but yeah, no. I just lost the. I just lost the point that Quran gave me. All right, messing with y'all tonight. I'm sorry. Anyway. Go ahead, read the comment. Read the comment. Read the comment. So the red says, "Did you see the meme where the chick criticized the potentially new man for not paying her two hundred fifty dollars for her babysitter? For her babysitter, he planned on paying for the entire day. Yeah, the natives. That's all uh, I'm saying. Applebee's and Red Lobster got the split meal option." I take my booze to Golden Crust for a patty and cocoa bread. First date proof. <laughs> Yo, can I can I just say the patty and cocoa bread usually better than anything in Applebee's? So you, Facts. look. Facts. Sharif right. says it's gonna be it's gonna be double standards because men and women want different things out of their relationships, and it's up to them both to recognize what they each need. Exactly. Right, man, right there. Yeah, Sean says Kelvin got the right sweater called proud. Both sides are too proud. And need to reset with realistic expectations. Absolutely. Mm, yeah, let's let's talk about that proud sweater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Proud of my nephew. Right up. 
Proud, 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 proud. You're right about that. Air Force, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I'm drinking water. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I'm going back to Mexico for my masseuse. That's where they ought to treat somebody. Quick, I know we got three minutes. I want to show this one last clip. Never trust a man who is sneaky enough to do this. Play the clip, Jimmy. I've never been able to trust my mother's judgment when it came to men. I could never ask her for relationship advice. But one thing my mother told me that I could take with me forever, I'ma share with y'all. One day I was over her house and my boyfriend I was dating at the time was with me. And when he left the house, she pulled me to the side and she said, I don't like him. <laughs> and I was like, why? She said, cause I saw him looking through your purse. If your boyfriend feels comfortable with looking through your purse without talking to you about it first, going through your personal things, that is a red flag, man. You know why? Before you If you Google Smurf at, does do they not look alike? Oh, that's fucked up. She's a pretty woman. I Googled it. I, I don't know. Real quick, think of time. I agree with the sister 100. I never like going in women's pockets. I don't. Say, I go, don't go get my phone. I'm like, eh. don't go through. Don't since I was yeah, a kid, I don't even go when my mother used to be like, go get this. I nope. I bring you your purse. Yep. Hold yep. it from the bottom. Hold it from the top. I still do that to this day because I I don't even want you to think I ever put my hand in it. But can I ask a question in return? So is it okay for that woman to then go through a man's phone or check his yeah. pants pockets shouldn't. or any shouldn't. of that stuff? Shouldn't. Shouldn't. Absolutely not. Should okay, because I, I always feel like there should be some balance, right? Mm -hmm. And I respect her. Honestly, I live by her statement, right? Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't be going through anybody's anything. Listen, you look at you go. Let find. alone their private personal things. But now, if she goes through her ex's phone and she found something she ain't like, or she went in his pants pocket and found a, a ticket or receipt. That should be the same thing, right? But you making one mistake, brother. You using logic. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you must not. Yeah, you, you must not have got the memo. Well, I might as well just just kick me yeah, off the no. show again. <laughs> just just yeah, yeah, Sam. Get me. Don't work like that, brother. Mm -hmm. yeah, knowledge never like makes that. you feel better. Knowledge never makes you feel better. It's just That's knowledge, bro. You know That's what I'm saying? Not meant to make you feel better. And it never does. It never works. <laughs> so, Demond, back to the women who 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 changed their lives, turned their their ways over. They don't want to be in the frequent documentary no more and all that. How do we get them to change back? Well, the ones who are freaking too old. The knees don't do the same. They can't do the Megan the Stallion type <laughs> shit. Knees not like we, Megan. No, nah, we don't. We, we, they can't do that. Those tricks. They got to do some other. They do some regular missionary stuff, and we can't do the same shit either. I got bad knee. I got a bad hip. So you know. I might have to go downgrade. I mean, go younger and get something else. <laughs> Lower expectations. You know, that's it. But <laughs> we need, but I'm just trying to tell some of these younger and even some of you old ones too. Don't say you did all that shit. I just don't do it no more. Men don't want that. We always think about Pornhub. So we want that chick. We want that in the bedroom and we will marry that. We will marry Pornhub. I'm telling you now, don't get misled. We will marry Pornhub. Uh yeah, we got one last. Oh my man Bill, what's going on, brother? Uh it can definitely work if it can definitely work uh, that way if you're willing to stand on principle and walk away from the relationship. All right. You know, mm -hmm. he's talking about uh relationships, no doubt, man. Yeah, but anyway, my brothers, man, we say we're gonna leave five minutes early. I'm gonna stick to that joint because I gotta catch my snowfall with Jam. We're gonna talk about it. So we wanna say peace, peace, 
and peace.